0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: (laughs) Oh, and I'll just pop that there. (gasps) Done. Oh, me, oh, my. This prank is going to be amazing. Carl Smith, more like Carl Smith, because the prank is funny. (laughs) Okay, not my best. (gasps) Here comes Molly.
0: Morning, Carl. (laughs) Good morning, Molly. What are you giggling about, Cheeky Chops? Oh, you'll see. Okay. Hey, where's my pencil case? I left it on my desk yesterday. (coughs) Oh, there it is, under my desk.
1: (laughs) Whoa, what's so funny? You just got pranked, M-Dog, big time, by Harl Smith. What? I moved your pencil case onto the floor. You should have seen your face. You were all like, hey, where's my pencil case? It was classic. I should have set up cameras or something.
0: Carl, that was a terrible prank. Okay,
1: you're obviously just embarrassed.
0: No, dude, come on. Moving my pencil case onto the floor, that's not a prank. It wasn't surprising or exciting or scary. And most importantly, it wasn't funny.
1: Uh, it was pretty funny when you were all like, hey, where's my pencil case?
0: No, it wasn't. You should have taken out all the pencils and replaced them with feathers or, or, hidden my pencil case and replaced it with a cake shaped like my pencil case so that when I try to open it, I just get cake all over my hands.
1: How are you coming up with these? Are you some kind of prank expert?
0: No, I'm not some kind of prank expert. I'm the number one prank expert in the world. I own a museum of pranks. What?! Don't say that so
1: offhandedly. You own a museum?
0: Of pranks, yeah. I'll take you there now. OK, let's go. Today on Short and Curly, I'm teaching you all about pranks and how they can be really funny,
1: but also kind of mean sometimes. So, what can we do to make sure pranks are fun and funny for everyone?
0: We'll not do that pencil case prank for starters.
1: <laughs> but it's a, it's a real cracker, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: No, and today you're listening... Short, you're listening to Short and Curly. And Curly. Yay! Short and Curly! Curly, 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 curly. Short and Curly. So Carl, my dear boy. You want to learn more about what makes a good prank? And to be honest, you need a complete re-education. Pranks are a delicate art form. Something we humans have done to others since, well, time began. How about I share with you some thoughts from our trust? They've been trying to work out what makes a prank good. I love pranks. They're amazing. Most of the time, it's to get a laugh. And it's just... It feels good. Especially when the other person laughs as well. The point of a prank is, obviously, to get a laugh out of it and... It's really hard to know whether you should do a prank because you're not really sure whether they have had a bad day and just covering it up. And you don't really know when you've gone too far sometimes. It's just funny to prank your friends because afterwards you have a good laugh about it. And then maybe in like a year's time or like two weeks, um, one of your other friends ha- said, hey, remember when you did that prank? And, and then you are just like, ha ha, yeah. And what about you listening? What do you think about pranks?
1: It's time to take our first thinking question, where you can pause the podcast to work out a curly question on your own or with the people around you.
0: And our question is, we all know pranks can be lots of fun, but is it possible for a prank to be super funny but also be bad for some other reason?
1: Hit pause when you hear the funky music and hit play when you're ready to continue.
0: Hit pause now. And here we are, the Interactive Museum of Pranks.
1: Wow, it's a full building. And it is that covered in toilet paper?
0: Yes. This is an homage to teepeeing, a classic prank. Oh, of course. Yeah, when
1: people throw toilet paper all over someone's house, it's beautiful.
0: Please step through the archway of whoopee cushions to enter the museum.
1: Uh, OK...
0: Ew, Carl! It's the whoopee cushions! I know, I'm just being pranky. And here we are!
1: Whoa! Look at all this stuff. It's like a proper museum with displays. You've got salt shakers?
0: Oh, yes, the old put sugar in the salt shaker prank makes your hot chippies a pretty disgusting. And is that a toilet with cling wrap on it? Oof, a terribly nasty prank if you use the toilet and don't see the cling wrap.
1: Why would... Oh, oh no! There'd be we everywhere!
0: Exactly, Carl.
1: Uh, that just seems kind of mean, doesn't it? To make a huge, gross mess like that, even if it's a sort of funny idea, imagine the people who get pranked having to clean themselves up and oh, they'd probably be really embarrassed and upset.
0: Oh, completely. And that's the trouble with pranks. There's a really fine line between funny and humiliating or silly and messy. Yeah,
1: like when I put your pencil case on the floor.
0: (laughs) No, that wasn't a prank, doesn't count. Carl, take a look at this exhibit over here.
1: Oh, OK, so it's just a few magnets and a pair of pants? What is this?
0: It's a historical case study of a prank called No Pants, No Problems. No pants, no problems! Ooh, tell me all about it. Well, there once was a boy named Angus. Hi, I'm Angus. And his friend Rosita, who's a bit of a prankster. Yep, that's me, Rosita the Prankster. One morning, Rosita sews magnets into the belt loops of Angus's pants.
1: Sewing magnets into belt loops? What could Rosita be up to?
0: I can't wait. This is going to be hilarious. Angus puts on his pants, not realising what Rosita has done. (sighs) Just a normal day, wearing my normal pants.
1: Oh, Angus, I am worried about you.
0: Time to get out into the sunshine. Angus goes to the park for a morning stroll. There's so many magpies out today. And, oh, that puppy is so cute. There are lots of people around. Some of his friends are even playing a game of footy nearby but little does he know, he is strolling right into Rosita's trap. (laughs) For Rosita has hidden opposing magnets in the grass right where Angus is walking.
1: Oh, no, wait a second, but he has magnets in his belt loops. That means,
0: no, 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 no. The magnets pull the pants to the ground and Angus's pants fall straight down. What? Leaving him absolutely pantsed in the middle of the park. (laughs) Best prank ever. I'm so embarrassed. Why did you do that? Come on, Angus, it was a joke. It made everyone laugh. What's worse, he's wearing his favourite pair of Grandpa's Little Angel underwear for all to see. And that was the classic prank, no pants, no problems.
1: I mean, it sounds like there was one pretty big problem. Angus's pants fell down in the middle of a public place.
0: Oh, yeah, Angus was super embarrassed. That was
1: absolutely wicked of Rosita. And I don't mean wicked in the way my friend English William says, that's wicked, innit? But anyway, this prank is too mean.
0: Yeah, everyone has a different opinion on this prank. That's why it's so good to check in with the Brains Trust and see what they think of No Pants, No Problems. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that'd be so embarrassing, especially the underwear. Overall, if someone did that to me, I'd honestly probably keep a grudge for a long time because, personally, I always have this motive to fit in and not to be embarrassed. Pantsing someone properly is... Like, I've never had it properly done to me. I know people who have. It must be so embarrassing. Pretending to, like going like that, and then the person like jumps or like guards themselves is funny, but not actually, like actually doing it is not so funny because it leaves them with a very embarrassed day. There's a difference if someone laughs with you or at you. You could feel really embarrassed and then people just laugh at you or you could laugh with them, so. It's kind of like being a bully, if you ask me. Like, people would la- like, laugh if someone shoved you really hard. Feel it's a bit like that. Um, especially if it's in public. If it's, like, in private, I'd probably still be annoyed, but probably not as annoyed.
1: Hmm, so not all fun and games, eh?
0: Yeah, well, that's why I hired an ethicist to walk around and give thoughts on the pranks.
1: Oh, is it Matt Beard?
0: Oh, you, you know Matt?
1: Yeah, I think we both know him pretty well.
0: He's probably more my friend
2: than yours, so... OK, you t- it's, it's OK. There's enough of me to go around. Yes. Aww. There's an old saying about art that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It basically means that there's no one person who gets to decide what kind of art is beautiful and what isn't. It depends on the person who's looking at it. And you know what? I think we can say the same thing about pranks.
0: Well, I mean, pranks are an art form after all.
1: Mhm, mhm. Especially the old pencil case one pencil case, one desk, one man willing to risk it all.
0: No Carl, continue, Matt.
2: Uh, okay. Well, whether something is a good prank or not depends a bit on how the person who's being pranked feels about it. If they're going to enjoy it at the end of it all, then it's a good prank. But if they're not, then it feels less like a fun prank and more like a bullying prank, something that leaves the person feeling isolated and upset.
0: So it's really up to Angus to decide whether no pants, no problems was a good prank or not. Basically, there's this idea that
2: philosophers call moral luck. Sometimes whether we've done something good or bad is out of our control. Imagine if I took all your money and used it to buy lottery tickets. Did I do something good or bad?
0: Bad. That's my money and you've wasted it.
2: Okay, but what if you end up winning the lottery?
0: Oh, well, then I'd be rich, so I'd forgive you.
2: And that's moral luck. I take a risk. If it pays off, then I've done something good. If not, I've done something bad. And pranks have a lot of moral luck in them as well. Right.
1: So because we don't know if someone will enjoy it or not, that means we won't know
2: if it's a good prank or not. That's right. So we need to balance the fun of pranks against the risk that someone won't enjoy them, just like we need to balance the risk of losing someone's money versus the possibility of making them rich by winning the lottery.
0: So... Any hot tips on what we can do to make sure our pranks are rad and not rude? Well,
2: it's a really good idea to prank someone who we know, because then we're more likely to know what they'll find fun and what will be going too far.
0: Well, I know Carl like the back of my hand, so I guess that means I can prank him with merry abandon. And... It's
2: also a good idea to choose pranks that include people as part of the fun, not pranks that make fun of people. Pranks can be a great way of building friendships and connecting to people, but only if the pranks are playful, not picking on the person. Got it. On that note, I'm out of here. I saw a snack machine down that corridor and me hungry.
0: Anyone want anything? No, thanks. And Matt, remember that at the snack bar, all the cola bottles are actually filled with soy sauce because that's a classic prank!
1: Ah, oh, he didn't hear ya. Well, I still think No Pants, No Problems is a pretty mean prank. What are you listening reckon?
0: Now's your chance to have a think or a chat with the people around you. Hit pause and when you're ready, just press play again.
1: And our question is... No Pants, No Problem. Should Rosita have pulled this prank on Angus? Hit pause now.
0: Carl, welcome to the next exhibit I wanted to show you. Ooh, a
1: briefcase? What's this?
0: This is a classic prank I call a brief reminder. A brief reminder! (laughs) One day... A young man called Michael hears a knock on his front door. Coming! Michael opens the door to find a briefcase. He tries to open the briefcase, but it's locked shut. <laughs> I get it. What a good one. That's not the prank, Carl. No. OK, so Michael spots a note. It reads, Dear Michael, inside this briefcase is $1 million in cash and you can have it. Whoa, cool! You just need to unlock the briefcase. The code is your brother's birthday.
1: Uh, hardly a prank. He just puts in his brother's birthday and unlocks it, right?
0: Well, the problem is, Michael can't remember his brother's birthday. He's thinking and thinking, but he just cannot get it.
1: Wow, what a great brother Michael is.
0: After thinking for hours, Michael ends up calling their mum.
1: Oh, Michael, I was just thinking about you. Hey, Mum, quick question. When's my brother's birthday again? What? Have I got to remind you every year about your brother's birthday? I mean, why don't you just put it in your phone or something? Yeah, okay, Mum, but I'm about to become a millionaire. Oh, okay, a millionaire. Can you please just tell me when it is?
0: Well, it's the 13th of May. Write it down.
1: Thanks, Mum. I've got to go.
0: Okay, darling. Bye. Now that he knows the date, Michael puts those numbers... one three zero five into the briefcase. Oh, yeah, someone's about to be rich! The briefcase opens... ..OW! ..and a boxing glove on a spring flies out and punches Michael in the face. Whoa, what?! Turns out his brother sent him the briefcase because Michael forgot to wish him a happy birthday this year.
1: Oh, man, was, was Michael OK?
0: He had a black eye, but, yeah, he was fine. And he never forgot his brother's birthday again. Oof.
1: Imagine if something had gone wrong, though. He could have been really hurt by that glove.
0: Yeah, this prank isn't so much embarrassing as it is super painful.
1: But can painful actually ever be funny? Does it even count as a prank? Huh.
0: Let's ask our brains, trust. (laughs) OK, that's kind of funny. It's a boxing glove. It's a lot softer than someone's physical fist, and because no one's hand is in there, it will probably just compress a little bit more. It won't hurt too much. Also, I feel like forgetting your brother's birthday, something I do a little bit, is not the nicest thing in the world. But I think it's pretty funny, you know, and it wasn't around anyone, and it's kind of a bit of revenge for forgetting birthdays, which love a bit of revenge, you know? <laughs> um, but it really depends on how much you hurt them and if it's like too much, just you have to apologise for it. Like, if we were to, like, tweak it just a little bit so, like, it was something that popped out that didn't actually physically hurt somebody or give them a black eye and just scares them, it would be a lot safer and a lot of a better prank. I guess it was kind of fair because if you do forget your brother's birthday, you. You wouldn't say happy birthday, you wouldn't make a cake for them, you wouldn't give them a present. Also, I think it would work a lot better if it was a friend who did it because friends are often pretty smooth but the tensions between siblings is crazy and if you do one tiny little thing, usually you, you end up with a full-scale fight.
1: Yeah, you've really got to pick your target well with a prank. Guess who's
0: back from the snack bar? Matt, I told you not to get the cola. It's actually soy sauce.
2: No, not to fret, Molly. I drink soy sauce constantly. Mm, salty treat.
0: Yuck. Oh, that was upsetting. So much sodium.
1: I hated watching that.
0: Ugh, anyway, Matt, what are your thoughts on the prank? A brief reminder. Well,
2: like no pants, no problems, it is funny... But we also have to ask whether it's okay. And to figure that out, we might think that the big difference between this prank and the last one is that in this prank, someone gets physically hurt. But I'm actually not sure that difference matters so much. Wait, what do you mean? There's a huge difference between being punched in the face and having
1: your pants fall down in public.
2: Well, I think this prank might be worse, but for different reasons. Sometimes we can use play to mask that we're feeling angry or upset. We make mean jokes that aren't really jokes. And then if someone gets upset, we say, oh, no, 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 I was just kidding.
1: Right, like when I take your snacks out of the short and curly fridge and you say, Carl, if you eat my snacks again, I'll throw you out the window. It's like, you're kidding, but you're also mad.
2: No, Carl, I legitimately will throw you out the window. That's just me being honest. Leave my snacks alone.
0: Whoa, now let's just leave the window throwing for another day. Back to the pranks,
2: please. Sorry, you know, I just. You guys know I love my snacks.
0: Oh, we do indeed. It's okay, buddy.
2: Okay. The point is sometimes we hide behind jokes as a way to avoid saying what we really feel. Not only does that suck the fun out of the joke, but it's a bit cowardly. We're choosing to hurt someone instead of telling the truth.
1: But isn't it also a big problem that this prank is basically just punching someone in the face? That seems less like pranking and more like spanking.
2: Yeah, that's the other problem. Pranks are always going to be a bit disruptive to the person being pranked, and that's part of the fun. But when the prank causes more pain than playfulness, it's probably not a fair prank, even if it is really funny. Ugh, I'm so thirsty.
0: Yeah, you just absolutely went to town on that soy sauce. I'm
2: just going to go and have a drink from that water fountain over there.
0: Yeah, OK, but be careful. All the nozzles have tape over them so that the water shoots out and sprays all over your whole body.
2: Oh, you didn't hear that
1: either. (sighs) I'm going to throw this one to you listening again. Get ready for another chance to think things over with another curly question. Was the prank a brief reminder, a good or a bad prank, and why? Hit pause now.
0: Carl, thank you so much for coming to the Museum of Pranks. Take a candy apple on your way out.
1: Yum, a candy apple. Oh, yuck! That that's a raw onion inside,
0: isn't it? It sure is. This prank is called the Tony Abbott
1: disgusting. My eyes are watering.
0: Thanks so much to the amazing Brains Trust from Lynham Primary School in Canberra. Oliver, Lana, Toby, Riley and Ellie. Oh, I,
1: I can't get the onion down.
0: Plus producer Kyla Slavin and executive producer Justine Kelly.
1: Oh, is in my brain?
0: Thanks also to our voice actors today, Perry James and Joey Watson.
1: Plus a big thanks to Mia Wotton for her acting skills
0: and short and curly intern, Catherine Anagnostopoulos. Hey, Molly,
1: do you happen to want my excellent and very special and very funny pencil case prank in your museum? Absolutely not. Oh, but it's it's so funny and clever and interesting.
0: Wait, I just told you about so many pranks. How can you still think it's good?
1: It's because it's on the desk and then the floor and I guess I'll just eat this thing instead.
0: No, 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 Carl, why do you keep eating it? Yes. <laughs> This has been an ABC podcast. Check out the ABC Kids Listen app. It's full of educational and entertaining audio programs.
1: One last thing, short and curly crew. There's a lot happening in the world at the moment and we've got a podcast to help keep you in the know. It's called News Time. Every Friday, join our pal Ruby as she counts down the top five news stories of the week. From pandemic information to dinosaur discoveries, Mars missions, to underwater snot palaces. Disgusting. Newstime brings you the news every kid needs to know. Listen now on the ABC Listen app or wherever you tune in to Short and Curly.